0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of
0: Bounds. Uh, severe sprain, uh, will not participate uh, in anything that we do today. Possibility of him going on an underwater treadmill to walk, so uh, not a... Not a glowing report it wasn't it wasn't something that he just woke up the next day and and felt fine still got some more days before we play, but um, unable to. You know, to shoot around or anything today.
1: Yeah, yeah. With John hey, Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. Who won't go in the shell. Who won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037, the buzz. With
0: my boo it tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your wealthy girl with my face stuff. I know that it's good. you say it on my face, plus? I can't wait to bet he you let me do the extra. Pull up for your black and break it down. To the PM, PM to the AM phone. Eat up your per diem, you just got to hate them. phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit the C. My left stroke just
2: went viral. Right stroke. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great and easy Friday show. And we have a lot to talk about here today. But we know... A lot of people are going to be interested in tomorrow's matchup between Arkansas and Oklahoma basketball. Tip-off's at 3 o'clock there in Tulsa at the BOK Center. And it should be an interesting one where, you know, Arkansas had a lot of high expectations, preseason, top 15, had a few bumps in the road. And Oklahoma, on the other hand, they were picked to finish 12th in the Big 12, and they're undefeated, sitting there as a top 25 team. So we need to learn more about the Oklahoma Sooners and exactly what they have going on and what's made him so effective this year. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and talk about the greatest and most undervalued rivalry and game in all of college basketball. It is the Crimson and Cardinal Classic from Tulsa, and it's also Eddie Radosevich of Soonerscoop.com as well as Franchise Oklahoma. And as always, Eddie, it's good to talk with you, my man. How are you?
3: Gentlemen, good afternoon. How's it going? I'm excited about this one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Are you excited because Oklahoma's playing really good basketball and pumped up, or would you be excited no matter what it was?
3: i love the be okay, then I think it offers for a uh, terrific college basketball venue. But, yeah, it does help that Oklahoma seemingly has uh, put together a uh, competent basketball team. I don't think you could have said that the first two years under Porter Moser. And, you know, it's been a, a pleasant surprise. I think that's probably the best place to start is, they went out and they were finally able to get some guys in the transfer portal that have been able to come in and contribute namely jv mccallum he kind of led the way in terms of what they've been able to get out of the transfer uh, portal and it's it's just been nice to see a uh, a fun brand of basketball in norman america for the first time in a couple of years
4: well speaking of that fun brand of basketball what's the style of play like this season
3: yeah they want to get up and down and you know i, I think dco is kind of a uh, a moniker that they use quite a bit defense creating offense and uh, it's they want to get out and run they've been able to do that here over the course of the first eight games and it's really been spearheaded by uh you know like i said like jb mccollum and then they've gotten a couple other guys that have come back and have taken steps in their second year on the porter Bozer. to a pair of top 100 guys with those and uh Owe away have seemingly uh, kind of developed themselves into uh, kind of the guys that they thought they would be after having to really be thrown into the fire last year as freshmen so Uh, Yeah, I would say they want to get up and down. That's kind of the big question mark right now just in terms of execution in the half court. Uh, They were able to kind of get away with it against USC, and obviously last week they ended the game on a uh, 33-11 run on Tuesday night against Providence. So far, so
2: good. Well, I was looking at some of the numbers, too, Eddie. Just we'll start with the offensive side of the things. Uh, You know, Oklahoma's had some uh, really good scoring outlets. uh, I guess against, if you're talking about mid-majors, I think they're averaging 91 points a game. But then when they go up against power opponents, uh, it drops down to 74 points per game. But uh, the efficiency and everything's been really good. But just offensively itself, what is it that makes Oklahoma so good at getting out there and getting these high-scoring games because it seems like the free throw rate's not very high, but they're really good at free throw percentage, uh, really good at two points, but maybe not right there with three points. Just what makes them so good offensively to get these high-scoring affairs?
3: Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, been a combo of JV McCollum and Louis on finding ways to work amongst each other. Uh, you know, I think it starts there with the two perimeter players. and uh, You know, they've been able to share the basketball. I think that's something that uh, you know, probably doesn't get enough attention. They had 26 assists against... Now, granted, the, the competition probably is going to be on Saturday afternoon, but they have been able to distribute, and then they've just been able to knock down open shots. <laughs> that is uh, quite the difference, than they did a really go. And, uh, you know, on top of that, they're hitting... Uh, another transfer report that came in from Pitt. Uh, it's the first time in they said that had the five, and that has been dramatically uh, different for Oklahoma in terms of what they've been able to do and work things through him as well as Sam Godwin who's back for a second season got put on scholarship uh during the summer last year and it's really kind of uh, come together for them they've complemented each other really well
4: what's the competition been like for OU so far this season what, what's been their best win
3: uh I would say probably the USB game out in San Diego as part of uh children's classic out there during feast week and you know they beat up on Iowa in the first game and then they were able to outlast USC in an overtime game in which uh, they were able to uh, kind of claw out of a 10-point hole in the second half so I would say USC I think that in terms of athleticism and ability Arkansas is probably going to be their first real massive test in terms of how everything holds up especially in the front court but at the same time, I think that, you know, just coming from where this team has been over the last two years, it's a uh, dramatically fun shift to watch and uh, kind of take shape.
2: Speaking with Eddie Radosovich of Soonerscoop.com here on Out of Bounds. Uh, Eddie, just in, in general, when it comes to a lot of things that Oklahoma has done well, I know you mentioned those, but if there was a, a weakness or maybe there's something that Arkansas could exploit and really have success against Oklahoma, what has been that big weakness for the Sooners?
3: Yeah, I think it's it's certainly going to be making them execute in the half court if they can't get out and run offensively. And then, reversely, I think that, you know, the, as good as John Hughesley and Sam Godwin have been inside, I think that Trayvon Brazil is probably one of the first uh, massive, massive tests. And if they get into foul trouble, I'm going to be interested to see what they do. Uh, do they put in Luke Northweather? who's in his second season at Oklahoma. Uh, not every day five, though. I think they want to be more of a stretch four with him. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, rebounding is something that Porter Moser has talked about time and time again. Uh, they've been able to kind of get away with it and do it without just a bunch of size. But at the same time, uh, you know, the big boys are going to need to show up on Saturday.
4: What's that rotation been like for the big men? you got a, a 6'11 player and another 6'10, 6'9. So, got some pretty good size. But, you know, and you mentioning it, it sounds like they don't necessarily play a lot together.
3: No, they don't. And I think that that's been the most interesting part is they've been really complimentary of one another. Uh, just it, it seems like one will give six, seven good minutes, and then the other one comes in and, uh, and does the same. So they've really kind of built themselves, but they haven't been out on the floor at the same time. St. was coming off an illness in which he missed the Arkansas Pine Bluff game a week ago. Uh, he looked pretty good on uh, Tuesday night against Providence, and that was kind of one of the first real big tests to see where this thing kind of stacks up. So... They've been able to get away with it, but again, I think Saturday is going to be a much stronger test.
2: Yeah, because I think I saw, too, that it's really just an eight-player rotation. It seems like it's just yeah. eight guys play, eight guys play, but all eight guys contribute in a major way, too, so I thought that was a pretty fascinating thing.
3: Yeah, they have, and they've, they've gotten really solid contribution out of guys that probably aren't going to uh, necessarily make the box score extremely sexy, but Revaldo Suarez and Latre Dardhard are both guys that I think for this team, if they want to get to where know i think that they think that they could be by seasons in uh and certainly compete in a a very strong big 12 they're going to need those guys to kind of show up every night they're going to need to get uh the contribution out of you know six seven eight guys a night
4: and there's an arkansas connection on this oklahoma team of course the coach porter moser he coached at little rock and his son jake moser was actually born in little rock
3: he's a great kid he's kind of uh him and a couple other guys are kind of the uh, the white flag as far as if they get in, you know something really positive has happened for Oklahoma that
2: night. <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, that's that's fitting, I think everybody has uh, some of those too, and, uh, and that's what. I love them. Yeah, I know, it's always great, the crowd always gets behind them too, and uh, you know, this is, the fact that this game's in Tulsa at the BOK Center, I know this is the third and final one, because obviously Oklahoma was joining the SEC, but... Uh, Just what have you made of the the three games in this series? I know Oklahoma won the first one, Arkansas won last year, but has it been something that's been kind of cool, maybe try to maybe do again, or is it something that's fine, but hey, let's go back to home and homes and start playing each other in their own arenas?
3: Oh, I think it's something that everybody has enjoyed. I I do think it's a phenomenal atmosphere. I have to be okay, and it's usually, let's be honest about it, it's usually... 80-20 uh, Arkansas fans, which has made for kind of an interesting environment or a fun environment from the Oklahoma perspective. Um, at the same time, though, when it becomes a conference game, I if they wanted to go home at home, I don't think anybody would complain. I'd like to get out to Bud Walton after watching that Duke game a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think that that would be certainly a fun atmosphere to go cover a game in. But uh, yeah, I, I think that everybody in Tulsa enjoys hosting it. Uh, it's a lot of fun to get out there and kind of. Be in what is something of an NCAA environment uh, or an NCAA tournament regional. So, uh, if they want to go home and home, though, I'd be completely fine with that as well.
4: Arkansas has uh, a lot of guards on the roster, and so they have a nice rotation that they can go to. What's the guard play like for OU?
3: It's been a uh, it's been significant. I think that that's probably the best place to start. Jaden McCollum is kind of. Uh, Put his, uh, I guess, emphasis or his exclamation point on kind of the national scene as well as he's played uh, over the course of the season, averaging, I think it's just under 16 points a game, 18 points a game in, uh, you know, second on the team in minutes with 28. And then Will on I mean, he was a top 100 guy. He got plenty of experience a year ago as a freshman, kind of being thrown into it. I don't know if that was necessarily. Uh, you know what they wanted to do but I think that they're kind of uh, reaping the rewards of that now with a a very experienced player even though he's just a true sophomore and uh, you know they've been extremely good alongside one another Uh, you know one and two in minutes played and everything I think kind of runs through those guys they're good distributors of the basketball and JV McCollum is simply a guy that Oklahoma hasn't had in a while in terms of somebody that can go and really get his own shot and create for himself offensively so uh, that's been a pleasant surprise. You never know how somebody like that is going to uh, you know, transition his game coming over from Siena. But it has gone, i probably, if you put a true serum in Porter Moser, it's gone a little bit better than he thought it would. And, uh, you know, Tega Owe, as I said earlier, he's really developed himself on the offensive end. You see the athleticism. You see reasons why he was a top 100 guy coming out of high school. But he seems more confident, more uh, sure of himself on the offensive end and I think that that has uh, you know, certainly led to his uptick in uh, contribution this year.
2: Speaking so With Eddie Radosovich of Soonerscoop.com here on Out of Bounds. Now, Eddie, I know we'll talk a little football with you because it is still uh, some portal season stuff, but I've always been curious about Oklahoma and just how the fan base is on the basketball side of things. We know it's a football school and it's driven by that, but uh, you had some years, of course, with Blake Griffin. You think about Buddy Heald. And uh, now it seems like they're off to a really good start. Just how do fans embrace Oklahoma Sooner basketball? Is it, is it a fan base that's rabid for it when it's good? Is it always got a lot of support? Just what's the feeling and vibe and mood of uh, Oklahoma Sooner basketball?
3: It's rabid right now. It's the top 15 of the net rating. And I think that, you know, obviously that has been kind of, I think, a critique of the Oklahoma fan base here over the last, I don't you know, decade or so, maybe even more so the last five years specifically when they have struggled on the court is that uh there isn't a whole lot of support. Now they do fill up the place, you know, for the big games, whether it be a Texas or a Oklahoma State or a Kansas coming into Ed Norman. But uh yeah, I mean I, I think probably much like everybody else across the country in terms of college basketball, uh they're not filling up the arena on a Tuesday night against, you know, insert directional school. So uh, you know, if they can continue to uh, play at the level that they are, I think that this is the team that Oklahoma fans get behind because of the fun brand of basketball that they're playing, the the just sheer difference in athleticism that they have this year against last year's team is drastic. And I think that uh, you know, even here over the last couple of nights that they've been playing at the Boyd Noble Center, the crowds have started to show out a little bit more. And uh, you know, maybe it's uh, because they're interested in basketball, maybe it's because people want to distract themselves from uh, the college football playoff and everything that is with Texas.
4: Oklahoma's playing Arizona in the Alamo Bowl, and uh, Dylan Gabriel, starting quarterback, is in the transfer portal, so they're going to have to go with a different quarterback in the game. Were you surprised about Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal?
3: I was surprised just for the fact that I think everybody thought he was going to the NFL. That had been said repeatedly uh, throughout the football season. It's Interesting to me that I I just don't know if Dylan has uh, much of another option. I, he wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know that would lead you to believe that his draft grade probably wasn't what he expected. in the world of NIL, you can go make one and a half two million dollars somewhere else. I think that you know that's certainly uh, a, a appealing option for him. And you know I think it simply came down to everybody was on the same page in Norman in terms of. At the start of 2024, it was going to be Jackson Arnold's team. He's, you know, a former five-star guy, uh, one of the more heralded quarterback commits that Oklahoma's had in, you know, the last decade. Probably, um, there's a pretty good echelon of uh, Oklahoma quarterbacks that have gone on to do pretty good things in college. But they think this kid could be really, really good. And you know, it's not necessarily that he was, uh, you know, not invited back to be in 2024. If Dylan Gabriel wanted to play college football, I think it has more so to do with the understanding that. Um, they're ready to move on and start the Jackson era, uh, Arnold there as they make their way into the FCC in the next few years to come.
2: So what do you think ends up happening with Dylan Gabriel? Is there a certain team you think he I goes think he, to?
3: I think he's going to go to Oregon. I'd be really really surprised if it wasn't Oregon. There's uh you know there's, there's too many uh I, I think parallels uh that you know would appeal to somebody like a Dylan Gabriel being able to step into an offense that obviously uh, knows a little bit about what they're doing. Uh, Will Stein was actually in Norman, I believe, on Tuesday morning meeting with him. And, you know, if you really want to, you know, kind of get into all of it, he grew up in Marcus Mariota, idolizing him, being from Hawaii. Oregon actually opens the 2024 season at Hawaii, which would be kind of a cool storyline and angle uh, for Gabriel. So I think everybody around here feels like he's going to uh, Oregon, and it's kind of interesting that, you know, just the disparity between the venom that was when Caleb Williams left a year ago to USC to join Lincoln Riley versus kind of the position that Dylan Gabriel in right now, where I think a lot of people are extremely excited for Jackson Arnold to take over and extremely appreciative of uh, Dylan Gabriel and kind of where he's fit into the uh, Oklahoma program over the last two years and the spot that they were in, uh, you know, when Lincoln left and Brent Venables was really trying to build the foundation uh, for his program.
4: Seems like Oklahoma is just a factory for offensive coordinators. Jeff Levy, he leaves as the head coach for Mississippi State, replaced by Seth Luttrell, who's a pretty good offensive coordinator and uh, offensive mind in his own right.
3: No doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, I think everybody was pretty... I don't know about necessarily surprised, because I think there is a thought process there that everybody knew Jeff Levy was going to eventually get a head coaching job. I don't think that it, everybody thought it was going to be two years into his reign in Norman. And, you know, I think everybody around there is pretty happy for... Jeff and taking over a Mississippi State program that he had a lot of connections with, specifically with Zach Selman, who's currently the athletic director, that had actually hired Jeff in Norman. He was sat in on those uh, interview processes But, uh, yeah, Oklahoma's I mean, every coordinator, I think, over the last 25 to 30 years has gone on to uh, become a head coach somewhere. And, you know, I think that, you know, that's something that Oklahoma fans are probably not necessarily proud of, but it is something that they've been extremely fortunate uh, with, with, uh, kind of the line of office coordinators that they've had success with over the last 15, 20 years.
2: So now with uh, Oklahoma, of course, you know, joining the SEC and, and everything in the next year, which is a pretty exciting and wild time, uh, you know, SEC fans a year ago felt like, oh, Oklahoma and Texas joining. Wow, we're not too scared of them. But now suddenly this year, got Texas in the playoff and Oklahoma sitting there with a 10-2 and two record that beat Texas. So just uh, did this season, I'm not saying that there was ever any fear or anything like that, but did this season kind of get everybody even more amped up to join the SEC to where, uh, depending on what the schedules look like and everything, but they feel pretty good about stepping in right now, even though Venable's has only been a coach for a few seasons.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think that there's certainly at the same excitement level that uh, was in Norman probably when they made the announcement that uh, you know Oklahoma, and Texas would be joining the SEC. And I think that you know with the way that the season played out, it's kind of funny because if you would have asked Oklahoma fans coming off of the sixth and seventh season a year ago. If you're going to get at the beginning of August, if you would have said you're going to win ten games, you're going to go ten and two, you're going to beat Texas, I think ninety-five percent of the fan base would have signed up for that. Uh, if you pull the fan base right now, they're probably still angry about the way that they lost in Lawrence and, and Stillwater. Uh, but with that said, I think the trajectory of the program, what they're doing in the transfer portal, what they're doing in uh, you know the last two uh, recruiting classes specifically, along with the class that's coming in this 2024 group. That could probably end up having the best defensive line group that they have brought in in 20 years. Uh, there is a certainly a, a lot of excitement for the, rest of the program for the trajectory of things that Brent's building in Norman. And, uh, it's going to be kind of fun to see how it all comes together. It, it does give you a little bit of a pause though, when you look at that schedule or what you have the idea of the uh, Oklahoma 2024 schedule is. And, you know, if, if you're having to go to open with Tennessee and Norman and then at LSU Texas. And at Old Miss with a four-week stretch, I think it's a little bit different than what people have been uh, used to uh, here in Norman over, you know, the last, uh, you know, however many years since they've been in the Big 12.
4: You mentioned the defensive line. Is that the strength of the team moving forward that, uh, you know, you can kind of project how this team is going to look? know that there are a lot of moves that can be made in the transfer portal, but is that where you would say the strength of the team is?
3: (laughs) No, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't say it's the strength. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, they're going to be so damn young, though, along the front next year that uh, I think it's probably unrealistic. We'll see what they do in the transfer portal. I think it's unrealistic to think that some of these 2024 kids are going to step in and be able to give uh, massive contributions to 2024. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, they have a really strong uh, recruiting class coming together. As far as, like, strength, I think they're, they feel pretty strong about the safety group coming back next year. Uh, you know, I think that they feel pretty confident about the wide receiver unit that Jackson Arnold's going to have to uh, utilize as well. So um, I might go wide receiver. I think that they were really young uh, this year. They had some guys that flash, whether it be a Nick Anderson or a Jaden Gibson or, uh, you know, Jaquest Petaway, who was a true freshman this season. And then obviously they're, it's expected that Will Baruch returns instead of opting into, uh, you know, an, an NFL future, just not yet. So, We'll see kind of how it all comes together. It's going to be kind of fun to see what this offense looks like under Stephon uh come December 28th when they take on Arizona in the uh, in the Alamo Bowl.
2: All right, last question for Coach Gayer. I'm just a random question, just pulling it out of my head. Just I, I want to ask everybody this, but I'm asking you: uh, USC went seven and five this year. What'd you make of that? What do you think?
3: I loved it. I wish it would have been uh, five and seven, but you know, I'm cheering for whoever they're playing in the Holiday Bowl. Who are they playing again? Uh, I'm Louisville.
2: I'm a big Louisville fan. Yeah, You've always been a big Louisville guy. I know you have been. Yeah, <laughs> always, big, yeah, always. Big Louisville guy. So, hey, Eddie, it's going to be great, man. Are you going to be making the trip to Tulsa? Will you be there tomorrow? I will be up there. All right. I will as well, man. So we'll uh, we'll good. Ca- yeah, we'll catch up, man. It'll be a good time. Eddie Radosovich, Soonerscoop.com. Appreciate it, Eddie. Have a great weekend, man.
3: You bet, guys. Anytime.
2: All right. Eddie Radosovich, again, of Soonerscoop.com, joining us here on Out of Bounds, previewing Arkansas and Oklahoma in the basketball game tomorrow. We're gonna take another break. When we come back, we'll get some more of your phone calls and text messages, some some other updates and headlines too, and keep it moving on an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds.
0: Friday morning to hear Danny West from hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by HJ Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at hjtrailersales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Sports
5: Center. Last night on Thursday Night Football, the Patriots beat the Steelers 21-18, thanks in part to Hunter Henry who had two receiving touchdowns. On the year, Henry has 353 receiving yards and five touchdowns. In college basketball last night, Central Arkansas beat Little Rock 75-71. They were led in scoring by Daniel Sofield who had 18. Next up, Central Arkansas plays Eastern Illinois on Sunday at 2. Little Rock hosts Winthrop at the Jack Stevens Center on Sunday at noon. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. And Arkansas Basketball. basketball takes on 19th ranked oklahoma tomorrow at three the sooners come into the matchup undefeated at 8-0 coverage for that game can be heard on the buzz starting at 2 30 i'm christian weaver with the buzz radio network
2: hi neighbor it's garen with shamrock roofing fall is upon us don't go into the cold wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring get peace of mind today For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit ShamrockRoofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at ShamrockRoofer.com.
0: Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com.
2: Hey everyone, this is James from Jones Brothers Pool Tables. We're stocked up and ready to help you with any of your game room needs for the holidays. Come visit
0: Arkansas's largest game room store. Jones Brothers Showroom has over 25 pool tables and 8 shuffle boards on display.
2: We also have air hockey, ping pong, foosball, darts, game room furniture, and all the supplies you'll ever
0: need. Come visit us at 309 West Broadway in North Little Rock across from Dickey Stevens, or check us out on the web, jonesbrospooltables.com. Family owned and proudly serving Arkansas since 1924. Jones Brothers Pool Tables, games people play. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment is paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Shelter Agents Monica Reiners or Brian Cress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with southern.com.
1: Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas! Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas is a PAT away from tying. On 103.7 The Buzz. Come on, come on. It's Out
2: of Bounds here on an easy Friday show. Appreciate everybody listening in. Appreciate Eddie Radosevic joining us in the previous segment as well. But we also appreciate Guatney Chevrolet because they provide so many great deals for so many people when it comes to some of the best vehicles in all the land. And right now is no exception. We know the holiday season is here. You're going to be looking for getting a nice new vehicle for yourself. Or maybe for, you know, significant other, somebody that's special to you or whatever it may be. Well, they have some great deals going on right now, and it's only with Guadney Chevrolet. How about this? The brand spanking new 2024 Chevy Silverado, 1.9% APR. We're always about rates, right? It's like, oh, you see a price, yeah, but what's the rate on it? You know, sometimes rates are really high, really low, and we know that you're always going to get the best deals with Guadney, but right now, 1.9% APR, not only on 2024 Chevrolet Silverados but also on the 2024 Chevy Equinoxes, both of those 1.9% APR for well-qualified buyers. You can also get the Red Tag deal, which is $500 Red Tag bonus cash on most popular models that they have over there at Guatney Chevrolet, and they got plenty of inventory on all of it. So you better go check them out today, and they know this is going to be something where you're like, ah, Christmas is so far away, i got plenty of time. Well, don't waste time. Don't mess around. Get it done. Go to Guadney Chevrolet over there at the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They have an award-winning sales staff that's going to be able to help you out and get you in a vehicle that you want and that you can afford. So type that address in at 1301TP White Drive. You can also go online to Guadneychevrolet.com and see their deals and an inventory that way too, but it's always better just to go see them in person because not only when you get that sales staff to put you in that vehicle, they also have an award-winning service staff that will be able to take care of your vehicle after the sale and it's a re- it's all the reasons why this is the Arkansas number one Chevy dealer. In all the land, it's Guani Chevrolet and GuanyChevrolet.com. Again, yeah, it is an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds. And it's been quick moving, fast moving, and a pretty easy going deal. And that's what we like. That's what we want to have here on Out of Bounds each and every Friday. Pretty much each and every day, but especially here on the Fridays too. And uh, we had a few people in our Southern Structural Solutions text line uh, chiming in, and this one actually comes from the 501. And says, uh, "Are you worried about the game tomorrow? Oklahoma has looked good, but I'm just not too sure about it." And the question and answer to that, for me at least, is yeah. I mean, they're a good team, and you should always be concerned about going up against a good team. Let's say Arkansas is not. Not say that uh, they're going to lose the game, but uh, Oklahoma is playing really good basketball, and uh, they are a team that you know would love to knock off uh, Arkansas and get that quality win to those net rankings. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm absolutely concerned about it, but uh, I still think no matter what it should be a good game between uh, two really good teams that'll probably be in the NCAA tournament once all said and done.
4: Arkansas has definitely been tested more and um if, you know some of these tests especially like the Duke game they passed and it was at home and we've seen them thrive at Bud Walton Arena. We need to see more of that but being able to take it on the road and play these neutral court games and, and be able to take that same style and, and that same energy to some of these neutral sites.
2: Because yeah, one of the things that Arkansas has struggled with this year, and it's not you know, anything that no one already knows, but three-point defense has not been great. And Oklahoma, they're ranking right now in the hundreds uh, as far as their three-point shooting goes. But as we know, it doesn't matter where you rank. If you leave a team open, they're going to start hitting some threes. So, Arkansas is going to have to continue to try to improve on that thing. Uh, because we talked with Steve Sullivan, you know, defense has always been a bread and butter of Mus' teams. And Arkansas's defense its not, not great, but not bad. They just got a lot to work on. And you just can't be having like you had against Furman earlier this week, where guys are getting wide open for threes and they just start getting hot early. And you can come back from it, but... Uh, you got to make sure that you are at least making them work for every single shot that they get, especially from three-point land.
4: Well, it should be a fun game to watch also. And speaking of Eddie Radosovich saying how Oklahoma likes to get up and down the court, Arkansas would like that also, but they do want to thrive on defense. But from an offensive standpoint, they would like to get up and down the court also.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, basketball basketball's a weird thing. Sometimes teams just get hot from three or hot from the field and go through these dry spells and whatnot. But uh, last year's game, uh, Arkansas won 88-78. to 78. It was a pretty high-scoring affair. Ricky Council had 25 points. Uh, Nick Smith Jr. in that game had uh, also, uh, I believe it was 21 points for him. And, you know, it was one that Arkansas ended up pulling away late. I think they went on a 10-2 to two run to end the game. But still, it was right there, highly contested and uh, a big offensive matchup. So Arkansas is going to have their work cut out for them. And Porter Moser is a good coach. He has proven that time and time again. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that can be fun to watch from this game, and you know you're hoping that Arkansas wins, but uh, you know it's it's a good test for them because then after that, uh, that game I guess it's next Saturday comes here, right? Against Lipscomb, I yes. believe. Yeah. yeah. And they will be uh, here in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena, which we know that's always a great atmosphere uh, that ends up happening, and uh, should be a sellout
4: crowd. And, and Arkansas has had some failures. In that game mm-hmm. at Simmons Arena. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just some about I guess like traveling away, but like
2: f- away, but not too far away. You know, because we saw them do pretty well in Maui a year ago, and I know that they went one and two in the Bahamas, but they still played fairly well. At least in the game against Memphis, even they played fairly well. Still could have been better, but still, it's like. But once they go to either Tulsa or like North Little Rock, you know, two and a half hours away (laughs) seems like that's just like the threshold where it's tough for them to play very well or at least they've had moments where they've not played very well in those venues
4: yeah it's it's one of those things where um you can try to keep things pretty normal and keep them the same but you know at the end of the day you are traveling still and that's been a big deal that they've made in football also but the thing they have to remember is they do this once or twice a year where they make these type trips and you have to make the most of it because you know that it's going to be on the schedule. So, mm-hmm. you make the most of it. You got to do what you
2: got to do with it, too. And, you know, like the game in North Little Rock, uh, you know, people have had their you know comments about it, too, and saying, oh, is it a good, you know, then you stop playing here or whatever. It's like, you know, here's the thing. It's not like they're unaware. It's not like the team sneaks up on them or anything like that. It just needs to be where you go in there. The court's still the same. It's still basketball court. You just got to take care of business without any excuses. And, you know, Arkansas and Eric Musselman, they're going to make any excuses, and uh, it's going to be the same same thing no matter what. If it's in Northwood Rock, if it's in Tulsa, if it's in Kansas City, if it's anywhere, uh, if it doesn't matter, you're going to have to roll the ball out there on the court and go play basketball because if you can't do it in neutral side games and whatnot, what do you think the NCAA tournament is? It is nothing but neutral site games. So it's also kind of a good test for you to feel that out and get ready for those types of events and those types of venues too. Uh, let's go to the phone lines with Brad, who's in Cersei. What's up, Brad?
1: I, uh while y'all are uh, talking about the Razorbacks, I want to talk about Harding. I always do, but uh, wow, they got a big one tomorrow against the Lenore Rhine. So, uh, it's 11 o'clock starts. Y'all want to come out there. They have plenty of tickets left. And uh, you can pretty much uh, send over and touch the field from general admission. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great ticket to have. Um, of course, you know, if they win this one, they play for the National Championship. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh love it.
3: And they say they're ready, so I believe it. So, go Bison. Huh. Y'all have a good day.
4: Appreciate it, Brett. I appreciate it, Brett. Yeah, go
2: Bison in that. Uh, also, uh, from our uh, uh, America, Gangster Museum of America... And Hattery, life and feedback. Still getting used to that. Uh, and actually, Navy Mike chimed in saying, uh, "LeBron winning the inaugural NBA Cup championship is exactly the script that Adam Silver had written in his mind when he <laughs> created the tournament, and
4: will be considered on par for winning a fifth NBA Finals." But go, uh, midship, come man. on now, come on, Mike. Not that far, but it is a really great accomplishment, especially if they are able to finish it off, because it'll it'll go down the history books. The first one. LeBron would be the champ there. So and they said that because of that you know, not that LeBron needs any extra motivation, but it would be another award and a little extra money in their pocket as an organization. I think it was a joke
2: that was made that was funny there at the beginning, but now it gets used so much that it's kinda of lost its luster. But when everyone was saying, uh, you know, LeBron's gonna have uh, you know more championships in the in season tournament than MJ ever did. You know because it's always the d- debate about Michael Jordan and LeBron. He's like, well, now Le- Le- LeBron's gonna have more in season NBA tournament championships than that MJ ever did. So it's another reason why to consider him the goat. But I mean, that's just <laughs> hey, that's just what people are gonna do. But still, yeah, it's it's something that means you know a little bit to have you know be the first one and to especially if it comes successful and you continue to have uh, people show out for it and watch it and. Uh, enjoy it and it grows to say you were the first one to win it all uh, would definitely be a cool thing a little feather in your cap if you will but uh yeah that's the thing is with basketball right now it, it's wild to see in college and in pros i know football's been on a lot of people's minds but it's definitely also some basketball and uh, to see upsets in college and to see uh, some of these cool uh invitationals and these uh, neutral site games and everything that's been really cool too uh, before we take a break let's get to brent who's in stuttgart what's up brent
1: What's up, John? What's
2: up, Joe? Hey,
4: Brent. How's Brent? it going?
1: Hey, by the way, in about a month you'll have to set you have to change Brent from this Brent from Thirsty.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Building a uh, just finished a new just built the new house in Thirsty. Now I'm waiting for my sister to come move.
4: There
2: you go. Excellent. That's awesome, man.
1: Oh, can't wait. Be closer. Be closer to be closer to you guys than John. Since new up since Coach Petrino's here, I'm back in the fold, back bad bad as ever. <laughs> and you can count on having a spot in the touchdown club with me.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. It's uh it's an exciting time and it's just amazing how things can just change on a dime like that. But yeah, I think everybody's hey, pretty much all in right now.
1: I have been I have been out and about and has anything happened new on the in the transfer portal today?
2: Uh, nothing today as far as any players leaving it. The only thing that happened today was Andrew Armstrong staying at Arkansas. That's really been the only news.
1: That's big. That's big.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think A everybody's on board with that one.
1: And then uh, the one that surprised me was Landon Jackson staying.
2: Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. It was uh, quite surprising. thought he would go pro, but... Uh, you know, there's you'd like to have certain players back, and he's definitely one of them. So that's huge for Arkansas's defense and the defensive line.
1: Uh, but one more question I have for you, goes. When are we going to get off the? When are we going to know something from the KJ watch? This has gone on way too long. <laughs>
2: uh, I have a feeling you'll probably know something this weekend or at latest Monday, is my guess.
1: Well. I hate to say it because he's been a good, been a good, been a great Razorback. But so let's keep it group, keep it moving, keep it grooving. Let's go, on, let's get on down the road.
2: Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Appreciate it, uh, Brent. As always, man. Have a great weekend. We're up against it. We got three and out here on Out of Bounds. Coming up next.
0: Oh, baby! Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open in Lakewood Village. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all your favorite pub grub and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup. The best wings in the city with 11 different sauces. Or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts your weekend on Thursdays with karaoke Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North now open in Lakewood Village. Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. make the
4: season extraordinary when you shop the spectacular holiday collection at sissy's log cabin from engagement rings to exclusive designer jewelry to loose diamonds you'll find gifts everyone will love at the best prices all while enjoying the sissy's promise of unmatched service and experience at any of our six locations or online at sissyslogcabin.com embrace the magic of the season only at sissy's log cabin because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Hi, this is
2: Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce.
4: Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas,
3: 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com.
0: Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5 g Data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless available at Walmart. Requires service on Gold or Platinum Unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus Essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20 percent off all feel free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So when you're in need of a lumber yard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier, or online at witdavis.com.
2: Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply,
0: they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're
2: going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501 617 four six zero zero Sigma supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma supply, you got low grade
5: product,
0: man. The Rogers family for capital business machines.
5: It's real important to
0: keep going. What, uh, Our dad has started. He had a good reputation, and we want to continue that reputation. Business is about relationships, and I think a lot of times it gets too corporate, too internet, too impersonal, and we want to continue that legacy that that our dad has has started. Treat people right, and they'll take care of you, too. Contact us today for a free document assessment at catbiz.com.
5: Listen to The Zone every Tuesday for Clint Kong Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, Farm Brothers Flying Service has been providing crop dusting services to the farmers in southeast Arkansas. And they can help you too. Call 870-263-1300.
1: Same great deals, all new location for Hog's Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hog's Meat Market. The Steak People.
5: Their time
0: is done. It's over.
5: Over? Did you say over?
0: Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call County Loggins, because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for 3 and Out. It's been three hours, and
2: we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for 3 and Out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, did have a funny moment, and a few funny moments, because uh, there was, of course, the NBA in-season tournament, and not only did you have NBA countdown from ESPN, but you also had inside the NBA happening with Chuck and Shaq and the guys. Uh they had a couple of things where they were joining and together uh there on ESPN and uh, one of the funny comments that was made was, of course, from Charles Barkley when he starts yelling over at uh, Stephen A. Smith.
1: And let me tell you something, Stephen A. If you come over here with all that loud ass talking tonight, <laughs> hey, this ain't first take. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. This tell him, Chuck. Hey, this gonna be the first ass ass-whooping you take <laughs> if you come over here with that loud ass talking. But I'm gonna tell you.
2: So it's just great to hear uh, from Charles Barkley, just having some fun with it as always. But uh, yeah, and also cool to see him
4: join, even though they're competitors, they're still uh, having some fun with each other as well. U.S. and Mexico have put in a joint bid to host the Women's World Cup in 2027. So if they are successful with that bid, it'll be back-to-back years that the U.S. and Mexico would host the World Cup event, Men's World Cup. It's going to be hosted in 2026 by Canada, U.S., and Mexico, and they join Belgium, Germany, and Netherlands. They all put in a joint bid, and Brazil has also put it in a bid. So the latest also on uh, Coach Mike McCarthy for the Dallas Cowboys, we know that he had
2: surgery to remove his appendix. Uh, it's kind of up in the air as far as uh, what was going to be happening for him on Sunday against the Eagles, but according uh, to the star, Uh, or according to uh, ESPN, he's back at the star. And he said that he plans to be on the sidelines calling plays. Once again, he says, I feel good and anticipate everything normal on Sunday night. So he will be back on the sidelines, will still be coaching after just having uh, surgery to have his appendix removed days before.
4: Chiefs are going to be without running back Isaiah Pacheco. They're starting running back. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. And so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get the start along with Jarek McKinnon, who gets a number of carries. But Jarek McKinnon, talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he said he's going to be ready to go, no doubt. Everybody is going to be ready. When called upon, he knows that this moment means for him. and So I'm 100%, 200% confident, and he's going to go out there and do his thing. He's prepped for it. So there was this uh, voting
2: That was happening with bowl games and bowl seasons, of course, happening in college football. What was uh, the most ridiculous, interesting, funny, whatever it is you want to call it when it came to bowl names, or at least the most obscure? And I didn't realize that this was the case, but we know the Fiesta Bowl has actually been around a little bit. But for one period of time, the Fiesta Bowl had a sponsor that was the IBM OS2 Fiesta Bowl. Now, in that game, it was Tennessee versus Penn State many years ago but it's just funny to think that uh, with all the bowl games and 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 the names that we have when it comes to the sponsors as well as the bowl game names themselves, the Fiesta Bowl did have, without a doubt, probably the worst name where it was just a bunch of letters of IBM OS2, and that one was the one that people voted on being the most obscure.
4: Fans are always doing their investigating, and so they took a look back at New Heights Podcast with Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and they saw that from a September 6th episode, right as the beginning of the NFL season was going on, Travis Kelsey was wearing a John Mayer t-shirt. So mm. they said that at the time, they suspected that he and Taylor Swift were already dating, but that he was trying to throw people off by wearing the John Mayer t-shirt. Well, I don't think that worked very well as far as throwing people off, considering where they're at now, but...
2: Uh, Yeah, I think I do remember uh, seeing a story about that, too. But also, uh, we talked about the NBA in-season tournament. uh, And the Lakers, of course, we know that they're going to be in the finals and have a chance to win the very first one. But according to reports, the Lakers currently have no plans to change their stance on only hanging banners for NBA championships. They don't hang banners for Western Conference titles or Pacific Division titles or anything like that. And they are not going to be hanging any banners for in-season tournament titles just NBA titles themselves. So, for those of you who are Laker fans wondering if they're going to actually have a banner change the rules or stance on it, nope. Only NBA titles there in Los Angeles.
4: Tony Hawk went on social media to wish his son Riley happy birthday, and he shared a pic from Riley's wedding with uh, Francis Bean Cobain, Kurt Cobain's daughter. So, uh, they got married a few months ago, but he shared the image celebrating Riley's birthday, but also showing the image of them from the wedding, where people were able to see and get an inside look at the couple from their wedding day. So I know
2: that uh, Oscars are, you know, people like them, love them, hate them, whatever it is, but uh, there's a lot of different nominations that go for a lot of different movies, and Oppenheimer was definitely a movie that will get a ton of nominations, but one thing that it did not get nominated for was for Best Visual Effects at the Oscars, which is pretty crazy because it was a really well-done movie and had a lot of great effects. In fact, it didn't even end up in the top 20 finalist of special effects, and people are just kind of blowing their minds, like, how is that possible? Well, one of the reasons, or at least one of the things that people kept uh, relating it to is that Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania got nominated for Best Special Effects from the Oscars, which... People were putting up pictures and captions and saying how bad the graphics were. But for some reason, Oppenheimer, which was incredible visually, just did not get the nod of being a top 20 finalist for best visual effects.
4: Bradley Cooper launched a food truck in New York, and he hinted at possibly opening a restaurant also. Now, he partnered with uh, the owner of Angelo's Pizzeria, and they did a pop-up food truck called Danny and Coops in in New York City. So there was a funny little uh,
2: thing in the South Shore bar. Uh, It's a pizza place there in South Shore. And, uh, you know, pizza's always got different toppings and they have different unique things. People talk about, oh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no, whatever it may be. I'm usually all for a lot of the different toppings. But one thing that I saw that I just don't know if I could get down with is that there they have this new special where it's, it's baked beans being put on pizza. And it looks exactly how you think it would. You see uh, see pepperoni, you see the cheese, and they just see a ton of baked beans. So, I don't know, maybe it might be pretty good. Maybe if you're a big baked bean fan, that's for you. But uh, that's a new
4: one on me, but it's very popular there at the South Shore Bar Pizza. Chevy Chase had a scary moment where he fell off a of stage. He was at an event for Christmas Vacation. Now, he actually arrived at the event in a wheelchair, ended up falling off stage, but he was able to get back on stage and finish the event. And it looked like he's going to be fine moving forward, but scary moment where he actually fell off the stage. Uh, There was
2: uh, also a moment that I know a lot of people would take major issue with where there was a TikTok of a man getting on an airplane, and he uh, brought on some shrimp and mashed potatoes like in their bags, and he made the shrimp and mashed potatoes on the plane in the bathroom sink where he had some, uh, some technology there to heat it up and everything, but he made it and then ate it they're on the airplane it's just one of those things where it's like man you need to go to jail for that if you're doing stuff like that stinking up the plane with some shrimp and some mashed potatoes it's pretty awful but at least give them some credit for the innovation of being able to do it on an airplane
4: there's a popular gift exchange known as white elephant parties and mariah carey it was brought to her attention and uh she had no idea what it was she said (laughs) what is that i'm if you tell me about it, please tell me. I'm always looking for something new, something fun, something good, but I have no idea what that is.
2: Is it the same thing as Dirty Santa? Are those the same things? Yeah, always get them mixed it's up. It's kind of yeah, kind of yeah. similar. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, I even get them mixed up. But definitely know what White Elephant is. But we appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbor, Same sports show, same sports channel. Next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody, and stay tuned. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Some people
0: are born for more. More fun. More freedom. More excitement. Some people are born and see the future before it's here. They see the gb 70 for its best in class and top rating by Edmonds. They see the G90, Motor Trends Car of the Year. What were you born for? The all-new genesis of Conway.
1: The future of luxury.